0: So today we want to talk about the difference between the flesh and the spirit. So, it isn't real in the physical realm. God says His Word is the truth. So, everything that we're trying to get done in the physical realm, God says it's already done in the spiritual realm. And that's where we have to understand. We just got to listen to a song that God is faithful. You're a son and daughter. He wants you to have the best of everything, but it's all ready, done, in the spirit realm. And if we can keep our mind stayed on that spiritual realm... We can have what he wants us to have. Because the spiritual realm is what created the physical realm. So that means everything in the, phys- in the physical realm has to bow its knee to everything in the spiritual realm. So, what you have in Christ is more important than anything you have in the physical realm. So, what is God trying to say? <clears throat> when you came to me, you died to your physical realm. The the nature, the, spirit, the sinful nature, you gave up. <clears throat> so, what we have to do from now on is think and say what's the words in the Bible. Because the Scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it's not what you say even, it's if you even think it. But now we have to understand that the enemy puts negative thoughts in our mind and we can resist them. So it's the what you think you are. So if you think that you're a son and daughter of God, guess what you are? A son and daughter of God and you will act like it. Because if you're thinking about who you are in Christ and you are focused on the spiritual realm, you have victory over the physical realm 100% of the time, it's a guarantee. So did you know it would be impossible for your physical body to stay poor or stay depressed because as you think in your heart, that's the way you will be? So if you think that you're depressed, you're going to be depressed. But if you think that you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind and you're going to do it His way, that's what you're going to get. So if you're confused, you're thinking naturally. I'm not saying that you're a bad person, but you're just thinking in the natural. So you aren't thinking that I am the supernatural power of God. So now you got to make up your mind. What are you? Are you confused or are you walking in the power of God? You have the righteousness of God living in you because the minute you were born again, God put you, the spirit being, inside that human body and the Holy Spirit came and lived inside you. So now, the one that wrote the Bible, the one that created the whole earth, the one that raised Jesus up into heaven is living in you right now. So thinking that God's way then your body reflects it. In other words, it will obey when you're thinking about God. The body will always obey it. It doesn't always happen instantly, but God says begin to possess the land. What does he mean by the land? That means everything that God has given to you. And he says that you and I have all authority on this earth and that we're put down here to watch over it, guard it. So the land then belongs to us. There is a process that once you get your mind established and think in your heart, that's the way it is in your life. If we don't get anything else out of this message today, we got to understand that. What you think is who you are. So, no more stinking thinking. There are no exceptions to that. This is the simplest thing you'll ever do. Just thank God. It gets to where you renew your mind to where that you see with your heart is more real than what you see with your eyes. But if we're walking in the flesh, if we see something with our physical eyes, right away we want to Zero in on it. But no. God says if you are thinking about my word in your heart when something happens you will see that situation through my eyes and not through the physical eyes. God guarantees you can this can be done. He guarantees it. Because what how do you know? He says in the word And if you obey the word, it will happen. That's a guarantee. But if you're thinking about what you see with your physical eyes, it's not a guarantee. So if you are living by the flesh, most people, when the doctor tells you that you're going to probably need to take medicine that you can't afford, you just cave in. Why? Because you're going by physical. What you hear, touch, taste, smell. But you feel great because you know that the Lord is taking care of you. If you don't cave in, keep your eyes on God. It took me about a while to to kind of listen to what he said. And I finally said, I don't believe that. We're talking about a doctor now. Doctor actually told told me this. So I said there's nothing wrong with me and I guess the doc this doctor wasn't used to having people tell him that he just looked at me and said what are you saying? And I said that there's nothing wrong with me and he said, well, right here. He was showing this piece of paper. And I said, you look at that and tell me that that says I've got all these serious problems. And he said, well, it was like there was something wrong. I just think that you ought to take this medicine. In other words, there was nothing wrong with me. He was trying to get me to buy into this thing. And I said, that's not what you told me. So now he's backing down because we're standing up to him. You told me there was something wrong with me. And I said, how can you confess this stuff over me? And that's what he was doing. Because now the enemy is in my mind. Is the doctor right or do I go by what God says? He said, I guess you didn't need it after all. All of that stuff. He tried to get me to take a pill that cost over a year's time $144,000. Yeah. You know why he was doing it. Money for him. So if I hadn't been controlled by the spirit realm, I would have gone by the physical realm. I might have caved in. The Bible says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm saying doctors ought to be the last resort. And then watch what they try to tell you. I resisted it and praise God I'm fine there's a lot of people that have a pain and immediately their mind sees themselves sick and they think worst case scenario. You have resurrection life on the inside of you, like I said before. This is where our mind has to be. Somebody that created the whole earth and resurrected Jesus from the dead, defeated death and the devil, We have to realize that if he's in us, take advantage of it. So why is it that we are so afraid that every single thing that happens, we don't get over things easily in the natural? Why? That's the enemy again. He's saying, hey, this is real life, buddy. No, it isn't. But just resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I had another case with a dentist. He's telling me I had five cavities. I'm thinking, you know, I go every six months to get cleaning and all that. There's no way you get five cavities in six months. So I decided to go to a different dentist and the guy took X-rays and everything, and he says, oh, "Everything's okay." Five, I would have sat there and had him drill five teeth that wouldn't have needed to be drilled. We gotta start thinking God's way. We can't get into fear without your cooperation. In other words, you're. Who lives in fear? That's your physical body, your your heart, your mind. So if we don't give in to it, he doesn't have our cooperation and we go and do things God's way. So again, you have that resurrection power inside of you and now can see with your heart that you are not going to live in fear anymore. That is... Number one thing for the enemy, if he can get you in fear, he's got you. So we are not going to live without our needs met. Why? Because we are walking in the spirit realm. And in the spirit realm, the Bible says the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. All your needs are going to be met. So we're not going to sit here and live through life Over things that happened before you were born. Kind of what it's saying here is that don't look back. Things that happen that are beyond your control, you sit there and amplify those things. If you're thinking about them, that's worry. Worry is not a God, worry is a sin. We have the Word that can tell us what to do. And what we want amplified then is God's Word, not things that are out of control. So you get to where you see what God has done for you then, if you're amplifying that. So what has He done for you is so greater than any person will ever do to you. Jesus is bigger than whatever problem that you will ever have. And you have to see yourself doing the things that Jesus did. That's the key right there. The Bible says that we can do the same things He did, so now we have to see ourselves doing those things. And if we don't, the enemy is going to get in there and say, you can't do that so you have to see it with your heart, and we need to understand this because what is your heart? Your heart is your choice. You can choose the flesh or you can choose the spirit. And that's what we have to understand. The enemy can get in there in a in a weak moment, and you grab onto that thought. But once you're in that thought, and realize, hey this is not of God, you can repent and get back to where you were before. So the problem isn't that God hasn't completed it. The problem is we don't know how to receive it. How do you receive something from God that to you right now is just words on a piece of paper? We have to get into that scripture that's in that Bible and ask the Holy Spirit what does that mean for me so that I can receive what's in that Scripture and He will do it. So we were sitting here just begging God for something that He has already done. That's what we were talking about in the beginning. Your flesh doesn't see anything done but you are a spirit that's living in the spirit realm and you know it's already done and you can see it done and then you speak it. So if I give my Bible to someone and they say, could I please have your Bible? Doesn't make sense, right? But they beg and beg that they want the Bible and it's in their hand. So they already have what they're asking for. But you probably just look at them like you know what you're saying. They'll probably be silent. And when they are praying and asking God, they don't hear anything because God is saying it's already done. So what is God trying to say through all of this? When we pray, if we don't know the word, we're gonna pray for something that God has already done. Now, our sins are forgiven. You understand? Everything that could be done was done on that cross. We have to get that mentality. Don't go by what you see, touch, taste, or smell. So praise God, there are times when you take a step of faith. Times We want it all the time, right? You're walking out there in faith and it looks like nothing's happening. It looks like you just missed. Well, I'd rather take a step of faith and find out I was wrong about it than to sit there in fear and do nothing. You understand what God's trying to tell us here. Get in that word, find out what he wants us to do. And if you step out and you make a mistake, you can repent. But if you just sit there and do nothing, what are you going to get? Nothing. There has to be a lot of times I said, God, you seem to be awfully quiet about this. When you're talking to him and you're asking him for something, Cause I know that's the will of God. He tells us, ask and I shall, you shall receive. So the Lord says, now hold it a minute. And I said, why don't you, or why didn't you say hold it before? What's he trying to say here? You stepped out. Remember, you're not sitting there doing nothing and you're asking God to do something. He's waiting for you to move. And when you, and when you move, now God says, hold it a minute. Why? Because you are now moving. Now He can talk to you. Now listen. So when you took that step of faith, you put me, this is God talking, in a position where I could talk to you. Before when you were sitting there nothing, doing nothing, you were binding him to the point where he couldn't talk to you. Step out. So as you were waiting back there in your security place, you were protecting your own life. This is God talking. Yet you started protecting your family. You start doing all, and then you walk out in God's protect. Or walk out of God's protection in your life because you're not. You're worrying. You're worrying about your family instead of taking authority over the the situation that you're in, then now God can talk to you. you got to understand. So God said, if you will lose your life, you will find it. In other words, quit thinking about yourself and start thinking about what He can do in that situation. The ampli- Amplified Translation said, if you lose Return turn loose of low life, you'll find the high life. But if you can't hang on to the low, you won't get to get a peak in the high. In other words, quit thinking earthly and start thinking spiritually. So if you're over in a system of life, you are not operating in the law of sin and death. That's Romans 8.2. He says this, the law of sin and death is defeated by the law of life. Do you believe the Word? If you believe it, then walk in life. Because you are in God's Spirit of life when you do that. What does He say? Worship me in spirit and truth. What is truth? His Word, His covenant. You don't care what people think. Because there are anointings involved in this, and you are active in the spirit realm. In other words, when you step out in the spirit realm, you don't care what people say. Because people don't understand the way God operates, but you do. Because you're going to walk in the anointing in the spirit realm. You're going to be active. We have been satisfied with kind of bouncing over there once in a while to get a miracle, but we shouldn't. We should. It should be a 100%. Matthew six says, "No man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold one and despise the other." You cannot, Jesus said. You cannot serve God. And mammon and you can't do it therefore I say unto you take no thought for your life what you should eat what you should drink or yet for your body what shall you put on is not to life more than meat and body than raiment the whole founders of the air they do not hear the flocks the birds of the air Do not, neither do they reap. They don't have authority to sow and reap. Only men have that authority to choose seed and sow it and thereby take in command over their eternal destiny. So what does God say? This is Matthew 6. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So don't go by what you see. That's what he's saying here. Only the born again believers have the authority to do that. To not think about what the world says, but what God says. Jesus said all these things the Gentiles do and they don't have a covenant with God and they're not walking in it. A Gentile is somebody that's not born again. They're walking in the world. But like I said before, if you seek first the kingdom of God and His covenant rights, that's His righteousness, that He has given you by His blood, all those things will be added to you. What things? The things of the world. Is He just going to walk up and give them to you? No, He's going to see to it that you have a Good paying job where you can live a good, comfortable life. So when Jesus himself said in the seventh chapter, those that, that hear my sayings and doing my liking, then to a wise man, but those that hear my sayings, don't they look like a fool? Jesus, you meant take no thought about it. And if Jesus can do it, you can do it all things through Christ, which strengthens strength. me. Every word in that Bible, God said you can do it. There's nowhere in that Bible He says you can't do it unless He's talking about the flesh. He's talking about His Word. He says you can do all things through Christ. No. Did he not say that? That's truth. It's not a lie. That means we can do it. You can do all things because you're a believer and all things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible with God and all things are possible with you. I said it twice to get you to understand here. Sometimes when we listen to these things, we just think, oh, it's a sermon or it's a Bible study When we just forget about it the minute we leave. No. We're saying this twice, right, one after another to get you realize that this is life. So take a step out from that system that condemned the world, your thought life, your speaking life, your daily life, it's not just something that you do at church, you do it 24 hours a day. So you stand guard night and day, stay in a place where your Heavenly Father can continue to add to you. In other words, don't sit there, step out. As He adds unto you, you begin to progress there's going to come a time as he's adding unto you, he's going to ask you to give. Give what? Everything that he's given to you. He's going to ask you to do certain things because he's going to continue to increase by adding to you. And that's the way his kingdom is. He says, give and it shall be given back to you. So if you give love, you're going to get love. So in the kingdom of God, when he does things, you can't just sit still. I keep saying that. we got to be doing what the word says. You can't just hang around and be still knowing that God is always moving. In other words, move with him. Jesus, you said, don't even think about how I'm going to do it. So when you move don't think oh he's going to do this he's going to do that he's going to no he's going to do it in a way that is best for you just accept it. So you're going to have to replace that thought with something else. But you can't replace the thought with a thought. You replace thoughts with words What words the words in the Bible. So he said, take no thought saying. So if we're not thinking about the world, what are we going to say? The things of God. So the moment you said it, that thought is on the go in your mind and your soulish makeup. In other words, The spirit, we already know that, but the soul, the mind, does not know it, but because we are operating in it, it is learning and growing right with us. So when you start thinking about that thing, you're getting into a habit of thinking about it, and that'll catch your yourself thinking about it and you don't know when it started. In other words, the minute you open up the door for Satan and you accepted one thought, in comes the second one. In comes the third one. And then it gets to the point where you don't even know how it started. So what's the goal? Resist that first thought. So when you stop thinking about something that's bad, it is because of the anointing. Anointing is the only thing they can shut that off all those negative things. What does the Bible say? That Take up the shield of faith to stop the fiery darts. Well, the fiery darts are those thoughts that could, he just keeps bombarding you and just say, hey, no, and then it stop. So this is the way you receive from God then. This is the way you get your prayers answered. Stay in the Word and do what the Word says. He sent His Word, but if you're not practicing what's in that Word, then there's no way for it to work inside you and produce in His kingdom. So the Word of God is what helps all your flesh the flesh says, I want, I want. And when you say no, we're going to do it God's way, the flesh then follows. So if that wasn't true, you could go to sleep with your Bible and get up the next morning and everything would be all right. No, it doesn't happen on the outside. It happens on the inside. The Bible will give you what's inside, but you can't just take the Bible itself and go. But that isn't it. It's God, God, and God. It's when you bring the Bible over into the kingdom of God that is what perf- the law, perfect law of liberty does. It sets you free. So you're much bigger, wiser, and stronger inside than you are outside if you Stay in that word. Because eternal life is a free gift from God that he gives to you all that believe. So if we're believers, we're walking in that word. We have everything from God that's free. And we have peace and joy in our life.